0: Thank you for listening to the Duster Today podcast. My name is Tanner Collier. I'll be hosting today's episode. I'm here with Parker Hicks, uh, LCU senior and uh, basketball player here. I'm also with our co-host Nathan Garcino and Amir Muhammad. So, Parker, I just wanted to quick and ask you real quick, uh, how was that 50-point game against Texas a and International?
1: Yeah, it was an unreal experience. Uh, almost hard to explain.
0: Yeah, could you give us a rundown of the game? Like, like what were some highlights for it for you?
1: <laughs> well, to start... 34 in a row to start the game was just unreal, and, like, we just kept going through media timeouts, and Rowan and Amir were just like, keep going, keep going, keep going, and I was like, like, what else can I do, like, but uh, it was just an unreal experience, and it was fun to be a part of, and just something I'll never forget, so.
0: Yeah, honestly, what was your mindset going into the game, like, uh, coming off the first loss of the season?
1: Yeah, just a normal mindset, really, just to get back Mm -hmm. in that win column, and, I told LD I was I was like, well, do whatever it takes to win, and that night it just happened to be <laughs> 50 points. So uh, I just took the normal normal routine, and it just happened to be a great night. So.
2: It seemed like you were still getting all your shots in the flow of the offense. You weren't trying to do too much and, you know, demanding the ball and things like that. Uh, What was coach Duncan saying in the timeout? I'm sure he still wanted you to get the ball every possession we could. um, But what is it with that hot hand uh, in the game in those timeouts?
1: Yeah. So part of it's still being aggressive, but also not trying to settle at the same time. Um, You don't want to just start jacking up threes or some forcing some shots to that will end up hurting the team rather than benefiting the team. So Really, he just kept talking about getting your shot. Keep running our offense, and if it keep falling, then keep shooting it when you're open. So,
3: I mean, I mean, even though watching that game on the bench, it was like no one else really wanted to score. Like no. <laughs> you could see, like everyone wanted to give the ball to Parker. So it was like, get him the ball yeah, for real.
2: It was a pretty good crowd at the rip that day, especially the women's basketball team. Their support is always tremendous for everybody's <laughs> games uh, and it was getting it was getting pretty rowdy. How did that feel with the crowd buzzing every time? I mean it was twenty straight and then it was
1: thirty straight and yeah, it just, that feel it just kept making it more special. I mean, like <laughs> you get to I get to twenty and you hear like all the girls just screaming, <laughs> and then I get to twenty seven they're just screaming even louder and thirty even louder and louder, and it's just like. Do I just keep going? Or like what's the plan here? But then uh yeah, it's just fun to always have that crowd and I think the crowd's been great this year. Uh we've been successful and I think it's the best I've ever seen it and we love having the crowd to play for and yeah, that just gives you extra momentum as players to hear that crowd after you make a basket or something like that. So
3: But even even in that crowd, you were a little you' were a little humble, even with yourself, but you think it would have been the same if it was like we had a crowd like w t there or something like
1: that. I'd have been talking to the crowd a, little, <laughs> a little bit more than usual, especially yeah. with w t but I would have been getting more hyped, but mm-hmm. yeah, it was just at that point in the game it was just <laughs> I was confused what was going on just as much as I think everybody else was, so
0: I noticed you had a little moment at the half court with uh cam Copley what what's your relationship with him like
1: yeah, he's He's obviously a real close friend of mine. Uh, He has been since I've transferred here. um, Like backstory, when I was at Tech at the Final Four, he was actually at the Final Four Mm -hmm. uh, watching the game. So that's kind of when I first got to know him. And then the whole recruiting process, he was really close to me, and we've just kind of been real close ever since. And, yeah, just to have him in my ear, just the top – Amir knows the type of player he is, the smart guy, the leader he is. It's always good to have someone like that on your side and that – relationship i have with him is is really special so
0: that's really good and you mentioned uh texas tech so you were there from 2017 to 2019 right yes so how was that experience like especially making it to the elite eight and nationals what was that like for you
1: yeah it was just unbelievable i mean um obviously blessed to have that opportunity i was um i was a preferred walk on is what they called it so i mean i didn't have to i got recruited and i didn't have to try out or anything i just didn't have a scholarship and uh yeah, I was with a great group of guys. Um, my freshman year at seniors were like Keaton Evans, Justin Gray, those guys, and then obviously we had Jared Culver, he was my class, Zaire Smith is my class. And then that next year was Matt Mooney, Tariq Owens, Odiasse. like all those guys are just positive role models for me. So now when I'm like in that senior role, like I'm trying to be like them at what they taught me back then, if that makes sense. Mm. They just led in so many ways and I was able to look up to them and Learned so much from them from that I'm trying to put it to play when I'm a senior here. So,
0: yeah. So how does that feel being like having a relationship with like Matt Mooney, for instance, who's like now in the NBA? Like <laughs> that must be a little unreal. It <laughs> seems like at least for me personally. Yeah, it's
1: <laughs> it has for real. I mean, it has his unreal mo- moments for sure. Um, mm. I mean, it's just that that bond we created that year was probably one of the closest teams I've ever had playing in. I mean, we'll still talk on the daily. A couple weeks ago when Texas came to town, <laughs> there was about four of us there at the game, and we were all just chit-chatting and catching up with each other. So it's, also, it's always fun to talk to those guys, and especially when him or Jared have a big night in the league, it's always fun to text those guys. or Even when I had those 50 points, they're texting me, they're texting in that group chat, like, congratulating me. And I'm like, yeah, I can hoop. I <laughs> a deal,
2: so... Yeah. You mentioned Texas we won't go too much into chris beard if you don't if you don't want to but uh talk a little bit about uh the camaraderie with that team and with the coach especially I know Lubbock kind of embodied themselves with Chris beard and you know everything that hit in the news recently uh has its own opinion but how was he as a coach
1: in leading y'all to such a prominent spot in college basketball yeah, he was, honestly he's probably one of my favorite coaches I've, I've ever had uh he was what we called like a player's coach mm-hmm. Um, And whatever the players wanted, he would do for you, Um, which was really nice. And at the same time, everybody respected him enough to where we would obviously play hard and practice hard for him. But, uh, yeah, him coming to Lubbock a couple weeks ago was kind of – kind of had some mixed emotions. Uh, For me, I want to be a college coach. So, I'm like, I'm not going to mess up that relationship with Coach Beard, (laughs) even though he's at Texas, even though I grew up a tech guy, like – I get that part of it but then part of me is like I feel bad for the guy for hitting all this hate and because I just have so much respect for him and I mean it was it was good to see him back in that environment but it was to the point where like it was starting to like frustrate me how people were treating him because I'm like at the same time like he built up this tech program uh he took him to the Elite Eight Final Four Mm. tournament and that's like everybody's just almost disrespecting that almost and I'll always love the guy because he obviously gave me the chance to play college basketball and I'll never forget that but yeah <laughs> I just think the tech people went a little too crazy with it but understandable knowing it's Texas and the robbery there is there but I think from a player's perspective and a former coach of mine we just kind of have a different different viewpoint of it so.
0: Tech definitely did have a quite a big outrage about that but yeah not I'll see you quite as much and I was want to see what you what was your decision to come down the street here go from tech to LCU
1: yeah so I transferring I really didn't know what I wanted to do I just knew I kind of wanted to play and then for some reason something was just like tugging at my heart to stay in Lubbock Um, I had two or three visits set up with (laughs) West Texas down the road and Angelo and then a couple in Florida but I ended up never taking those visits and once I came here to talk with coach and coach Duncan and coach Imes it was just kind of like yeah I want to kind of stay in Lubbock and I uh, just kind of felt at home. So,
2: and so was Copley already on the team at that time? At that time, or yeah, okay. he had been
1: here for two years, I think. And so it was really the same age at high school. Okay, I see. So, did he kind of play a role in your recruiting as well as y'all's relationship? Grew? Yeah, for sure. Um, he was big. in, if it wasn't, I guess him, Coach Imes, and Coach Duncan were kind of the big three. because um, that year we had a lot of new guys coming in. Amir came in that year, we had LD come in that year, Ty Caswell came in that year. It was almost like a what you'd call a rebuilding because we had so many new guys, but yeah, Camlin was a re- returning. Um I guess Zach Stebb was a returner. And those two guys kinda they played a role and just hey, you'd be a good fit in here and with all these new guys coming in. So
3: did uh did Lubbock Christian uh did they try to recruit you out of high school?
1: So Coach Duncan uh we played in a tournament up here my senior year and he talked to my high school coach, um, but I never heard from Coach Duncan or anything. But I remember uh, Coach Kaufman was his name. He'd always tell me, like, hey, LCU's talking to me. Be ready. But then I think I just committed to Tech early enough that LCU never reached, reached out. But once I was transferring, they were one of the first ones to contact me. So, yeah. And you mentioned you grew up
2: in high school following Tech and things like that. Was that always a decision once you knew you had the opportunity to Tech? It wasn't – they weren't going to – Yeah, it was a big everything. decision.
1: I mean, I took – I took two visits that week. I went to Tarleton, and then the next two days I came to Tech. And as soon as I went to Tech, I was like, yeah, Mom and Dad, this is what I want to <laughs> do. Uh, Drew Kaufman, my high school coach, he played here at Tech under Bobby Knight. So, and my mom went to school here at Tech, so I've always kind of had that Tech background. And as soon as Coach Beard gave me the opportunity, like, hey, we'll give you a PWO, like, I was like, all right, I'm all there. Like, he was like, that's it? I don't have to do anything? I was like, no, that's all it takes for me. I'm... So it was a pretty easy decision in that regards.
2: I know being a PW is a lot different than being starting, you know, leading scorer uh, on a different team. Uh, what would kind of be the most important thing you have taken from tech that you now use at your time at LCU? Hmm.
1: I just think kind of the, leader, the leadership I saw there. Um, there I was kind of quiet and just kind of set in the back and I just had a different role on the team, obviously. And, I think I learned a lot from just sitting there and watching those guys perform. Um, and just as we get into like the postseason here, I think just having that experience of being in the tournament, um, maybe that some guys don't have here, even though I wasn't playing. I've seen what it's like to play in front of <laughs> 80,000 people and whatnot. So I'm hoping to maybe bring that a little experience as we get into postseason. But I think the biggest thing would probably be the leadership I learned from like Keenan Evans, Justin Gray, those type of guys. So.
2: And we mentioned, uh, you said it earlier, about kind of the rebuilding process, your first year at LCU, and then now just a few years later, top five team in Division Two. Uh, how do you think the team has matured as a whole, not only yourself, but guys like Amir and Ty who have been here the, as, as long as you have? Uh, how's the team matured into where they are right now and then how it looks for the rest of the year?
1: Yeah, so I also said earlier that that Final Four team was one of the closest I've ever had, and this is another team like that. I think we're all very close from like top to bottom, whatever your role is. And then I think like a big thing for us is we're just not like ever satisfied in American test to it. But like um, last summer we had the goal of winning the conference and we ended up doing it. Um, and this year we kind of have the goal of being elite, um, making the elite eight. So we've never been satisfied with we were and or who we are. And we've, kind of the whole year we've always had this target on our back uh being preseason number one in the conference then having that number one for multiple multiple weeks in the year um it's hard to do (laughs) um I don't know from an outside perspective but everybody you're gonna get everybody everybody's best shot when you step on the court and that's what's so hard about it and I think we just have such a mature group of guys that I mean we've entered that bell 22 times but there's been also two times where we've maybe had a slip up or whatever the case might be um yeah, but we're just to the point now where we have that three years under us. Amir has three years under him. I have three years of playing under me. Ty has three years. Cam's healthy. Like, we have all these guys, and it was such a big deal last year because they didn't use a year of eligibility. Um, so this year, like, I would be done if it wasn't for COVID. Right. And, like, it's big for guys like Jalen Bratton, who he's still a freshman, but getting all this playing time. So I think we're one of the oldest teams in college basketball, and I think we got to kind of we're so mature that we realize that, like, hey, we're going to have a target on our back every time we step up. And I think that's kind of – that's what's made us so good is because we've learned how to handle that almost adversity. So
2: I like that uh, analogy you mentioned because it reminds me of the WT game. <laughs> coming off of 50 points and getting guys like Amir back for that one. Uh, talk about that game in particular, and you basically dominated them the, rest yeah. of the rest of the way in, in their home stadium as well. Not only individually did you have a target on your back with the whole school kind of mentioning, oh, Parker Hicks is coming <laughs> to town, and then uh, just the team being one of the top in the country. How did that environment feel, and then what did it feel like to come out with a victory in that one?
1: Yeah, so we, we took a tough loss against DBU without those – without some key guys and if anything it was just reassuring like hey we can go beat these guys with our full squad and I think that's kind of what our mindset was like hey we got these three guys got we got these three guys back they almost like don't stand a chance type of deal like I'm sorry you have to play us the first game uh yeah but we were just had that mindset we're like we knew it was gonna be tough going there we knew it was gonna be hostile like it's almost like they're jealous of how we're playing this year Um, just because they've always been that team in the region that everybody wants to beat. But now the tide's kind of turned, and we're the team. And like I said earlier, we're always going to get everybody's best shot. And I think that's why we've been so mature about each other. It's like we knew they were going to play good, but we knew we had to play better. And getting those guys back, it was fun just to see that rhythm and click and that chemistry just come back just like that and really dominate the entire game. Um, So, yeah, it was fun to do. And you just kind of got to block out all that outside noise and focus on the inner circle when you're going on the road. So.
0: So you keep on saying your team's getting pretty mature. Um, Does that mean you're going to be losing any seniors? I mean, including yourself coming next year?
1: Yeah. So there will be next year probably will be maybe a little different. We'll definitely have some guys leave type of deal and have some new leaders step up. So kind of that you hope that you like for me, this is my last year, but I kind of hope that I've left these guys with something like when he's gone, like, hey, Parker used to do this or he used to lead this way and this is how I'm going to do it or this is why kind of the example to leave there. So even though me and LD and Zach Step may be leaving, like um, there won't be any miss, like fall from the leadership. Um, and then you'll have four-year program guys that have been here for – it'll be their fourth year and they know what the expectations are and know what it takes to win in the league. So you hopefully you can count on those guys to – be the new leaders and just to keep this program rolling so it's cool to have another one of those guys sitting with us
2: and what would you say Amir is probably one of the things you would learn from Parker the most and in, in his leadership uh with the team and then that you can carry into next year
3: definitely his humbleness man or just like bringing guys to the side talking in their ear like next play next play mentality and then uh just pushing forward on the next play you know what I'm saying like he's just always in your ear and telling you what you need to do right here right here so i've always learned that and take that away from parker so you know i try to be with that with other guys like jalen and those young guys as well so so i'll always have that with me
2: but mm. i wanted to go back to high school real quick um we we mentioned the 50 points, and I was looking up a little research, and you know it was like 30 game in, in back in <laughs> the Decatur days. So what would that? What would I, I just want to know your career high? Is 50 the most
1: ever? Uh, 60, 60 my career. in back in that. high school. Back in high school.
2: Yeah. Okay. So it did I'm sure that environment couldn't have compared to the LCU 50, or how was well, how did it compare?
1: It was just different. The 60 and 50. Um, that night we happened to play a team that would press. Uh, 32, I guess it's 32, back 32 minutes of the game. Yeah. And, uh, we had a kid on our team. He went and played baseball at Texas and, um, th- he would always throw the ball in and I would just go stand at the back of the press and he would just, and like, it was just layup after layup after layup. And, um, I think I had one three that entire game and I still ended up scoring 60, And so – but, like, this time around, it's like, okay, I got – I was, like, whatever, made six threes. Mm -hmm. I got to the free throw line, made ten free throws, and it was just kind of more spread out. And it was just almost like a – it was obviously a different environment, and it means more doing it in college than in high school. But just the way I got 60 was almost like cheat code, sitting at the back of the press (laughs) just laying the ball up. But
2: Was there any uh, kind of expectations? I know uh, going into – tech you're you know playing in high school and you had probably already made your decision while still playing in high school Uh, were there any kind of expectations in yourself or outside expectations heading into tech um as a high school you know as a freshman not knowing what to expect
1: so a big another big reason um i don't know if this will answer your question that i chose tech was because i wanted a college coach and i knew going there would build those relationships and get my foot in the door there and then just getting to hoop and play was just a benefit and Honestly after my freshman year I was like, Okay, I'm just gonna be the walk on for four years, get done with school, get into coaching type of deal. And then that sophomore year came and we're like playing for the national championship, then all of a sudden I have this like urge. I was like, Okay, I gotta I wanna play again, like I have that competitive spirit and then that's kinda where I turned into where I wanted to play again and be competitive playing instead of just, you know, being a walk on and being on not getting to play as much and just living the experience. I was like, Okay, I wanna do something, I wanna play and I don't, I've never really had the intention of going overseas or doing anything like that professionally. So I was just like, I only really have, back then it was two years left to play basketball in my entire life. So it was like, I'm just trying to make the most of it. And so it was kind of weird and almost embarrassing that my mindset changed going into it to leaving. But to start out, I was just going to be, to be a coach. And I didn't really, I took basketball seriously, but that wasn't my end goal. Cause I knew coaching was what I wanted to do. But then after the success and competitive that was built up, it was obvious I wanted to keep playing a little bit more. So
3: So do you see yourself
1: playing after college? No man, I don't. I'm done. Hang them up. up? I got about a month left, a month, and then I think I'm gonna get back into coaching over at Tech being a graduate assistant. So yeah, I don't have any really intention of playing afterwards. Not because I don't love it, but just because I'm tired and I just need a little break and everything. So, so
2: with you know, you know, the time's winding down. I'm sure it's something you've battled for not months, if not years, uh, prior to this moment in this this postseason stretch that you're about to go on. Um, what would be something that you remember most from your time at LCU and then your time at Tech as well?
1: I think really for both of them is just the relationships you build. Um, I think relationships go a long ways, and really everything you do and like. Coach says it all the time, like we won't remember, I mean, we might remember the one hardest day we have all year, but we're not going to remember all the rest of the hard days. Um, You're going to remember those times you had with the guys. Um, Like last year, for example, I'm going to remember Zebo walking down the bus dancing after a big win. (laughs) Like those type of moments when all the guys are just laughing, hanging around to each other. Or I'm going to remember the time in WT when we're throwing water everywhere after we win the conference championship. Like those are the times that I remember because of the relationship of the people we have and the relationship we have with our team is like you'll have for a lifetime just like I said those final four guys we still have our group message texting daily us like this team's gonna be the same way we'll be having snapchats or whatever it might be of each other 10 years down the line and we might have all kids or whatever it is but it's just the relationships that's unbreakable and I think that's the biggest thing I'll take away from it is it's like lifetime relationships so
0: mm. Well, Parker, thank you for coming on the podcast today. I really appreciate that, getting to know more about your basketball career. Uh, You're listening to the Duster Today podcast.